Hey, hey, welcome back. We are back for season three of Tony on the Mic. We have some exciting things coming in 2024, including a spinoff podcast, ADD, Adult Dating for Dummies, helping adult singles navigate the new world of dating online and otherwise. Horror stories, warning signs, do's, don'ts, and components of finding Mr. or Ms. Wright. Also, some podcast shorts that will be to the point, thought-worthy, and bite-sized pieces of entertainment, plus a YouTube channel coming later this year, and a live interactive podcast. So keep your eyes and ears open for all the exciting developments. Meanwhile, today, I am joined by San Diego running legend Paul Greer. He has a new book out, Going the Distance, Strategies from the First Stride to the Finish Line. It's one tip per page, over 250 pages, that helps improve starts, strides, shoes, breath, and more, whether you're just getting started running or you're a seasoned runner. The man the Union Tribune called the Pied Piper of San Diego running has lots of stuff to make you better. He's run with the Bulls five times in Pamplona, not Chicago. He climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and Mount Whitney 13 days apart. He's the president of the San Diego track and field. He has a sub four minute mile and was an Olympic team finalist. His credentials are impeccable. His adventures are amazing. I could list them all, but that's what Google's for. Or you could just listen. So sit down, strap in, tune in and turn up this cardiovascular episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. Here's the story. I wasn't a very great athlete, so I tried out for football, got cut. Okay. <laughs> tried out for soccer, got cut. Okay. Yeah, track and field was the only sport that would take me. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that all of you have the most amazing stories. She <laughs> was serious. She felt that a turkey trot she was, very was, serious. was more significant. Then running on a four minutes a mile. She had no idea what a sub four minute mile Another story, story, story. That one was just sad. There's always been a handful of people every year that die because they drink too much water. A handful of people die every year in marathons? Drinking too much water. And if they wanted to go to a particular topic in running, and believe me, I got 250 of these tips, they could just go to that page in the book and get a good idea of what they need to do. I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony Lawrence. This is Tony on the Mic. Today, I have San Diego track and field legend and recently published book author Paul Greer. Say hello to folks, Paul. Hey, it's great to have uh, be here, Tony. So thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. Yeah, no, you uh, have a pretty good rep around, around town. I had an endurance runner on who, who just ran the Boston Marathon, and he ran a 50-miler, and he's run another one. And and he knew of you, and he's like, oh, Paul Greer, cool. You know, so we at least got another, we at least have three listeners, you, me, and him. So. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> How can people find you? And you're, do you have a social media? Do you have a book? Do you have I a do, website? I what, do. Plug it, that for me. Tell me uh, what that is. Yeah, it's, um, it's coachpaulgreer.com. Coachpaulgreer.com. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's, it, uh, it's, it's active. It's open. And, and you go to a else. website and I and just you go to a website and my stuff. book will be there. Nice. And it's also going to be uh, available, as I told you in the All thing, right. on uh, Amazon and everything else. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. <laughs> you recently released a book, Going the Distance, Strategies from the Starting Line to the Finish Line. That's exactly right. right. And what was yeah. your what was the catalyst for, for John in this book? Well, you know, uh, this, this journey started actually 20 years ago. Um, I was uh, asked to write uh, for Sign On San Diego at the time. Okay. And it, it required me to write a running fitness tip weekly 
four so just segments. One tip, one tip, one tip per, week per week or whatever. Okay. One tip per week. Give me an example. Give me a tip. Uh, uh, just the benefits of exercise. Okay. Are, what are um, they? Definition of life. Well, benefits of exercise is <laughs> numerous. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> from uh, the mental perspective of yeah. uh, improving your self-esteem yeah. to uh, the physical perspective of losing weight uh, to uh, just improving your cardiovascular endurance. You know, the number one killer in the United States today is heart disease. Yeah, that's Someone dies in this country every 37 seconds of heart Holy disease. Holy moly. And, uh, you know, our medical uh, fields and everyone has, uh, you know, made it very clear that if we can reduce our uh, fat intake and eat healthier and exercise more, uh, that's going to help in the long run. And you know, so, it's it's you know. so it's amazing that there's such a billion-dollar industry mm -hmm. to tell us things we already know. True. Eat a little better, exercise a little more. True. And and you'll be heading in the right direction. You'll be heading in the right direction. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the great benefits of fitness and exercise yeah. and running, for that matter. Yeah, I'm not a runner. Okay. So you can't. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> you no have problem. me at exercise, fitness, I'm good. But I, yeah, well, yeah. now, I don't know, I had a double knee replacement. Okay. And the doctor said, you can't jog. You just can't have the pounding on your knees. And I went, thanks. I need an excuse for the first 50 years I never ran. <laughs> but at least now I have one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. So let's go back to the beginning. You were born in Brooklyn, New York. But you consider Solana Beach your hometown? Well, yes, because um, I was born in Brooklyn. Uh, my parents immigrated here from Scotland, Glasgow, Scotland, Okay. Uh, in 1962. In fact, my father arrived in uh, New York on the day of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, wow. And if we know history, that yes, was uh, yes. uh, a very troubled tense, time, tense and a very time. tense time <laughs> yes. between John F. Kennedy and and uh, Gustav. So yeah. uh, he didn't know what he was walking into, but basically my parents came here to uh, America for greater opportunities, and um, and they, their plan was not to stay in America. They just the, the wages were higher in America, job opportunities were better in America, and so my mother followed him six months later after he had arrived okay. first. And then I was born two years later. And uh, sticking to plan, they went back to Scotland in 1969. Oh, wow. And that's Wait, where how old are you? you well, were no, I was arrived. Four, uh, yeah, four I, years I was born in 1964. Okay. Right, see that? And I went back as a five-year-old okay. and started school, actually, in Scotland. Wow. But the, my, my mother fell in love with America. Hmm. And that, was the, that wasn't the plan. And it took my mother two years to convince my dad, let's get out of this cold country. And uh, my father at first did not. He resented the idea, but uh, he came around and they decided they didn't want to come back to the East Coast. So they went to the library, looked up warm temperate temperatures <laughs> in, in, in America, <laughs> discovered San Diego. And in 1971, we came back to San Diego. And then over the course of the la next four years, we just ended up as a family in Solana Beach. Nice. And it was raised there for the most part. Okay. So somebody says, where are you from? What do you say? Short I, answer. Uh, I say um, America. Oh, yeah, America. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, United that States. That yeah, covers yeah, it. All right. Uh, San Diego. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, the, 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 why I'm torn is I'm the only person in my entire family that was born in the United States. Oh, Even okay. my younger sister. Oh, was she born while? She was born while we were in Scotland. Wow. And I'm also the first graduate of my entire family from oh, wow. college. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'm torn because my parents were born, raised in, in Scotland. You know, I was born in America. I'm the only one that was. Okay, other than other than Braveheart, what 
What did you think about the movie Braveheart? I loved Braveheart. Okay, it was a great movie. It was a kick-ass movie. So that oh, was, yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> yeah. As a lot of other movies in Scotland. Yeah, are, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what are the Scottish movies? Oh, oh I knew you were going to ask me yeah, that. Yeah, see? I do that as soon as you... <laughs> Let's see, you went to high school. Where'd you go to high school? St. Augustine? Well, I went to St. Augustine High School here St. in San Augustine. Diego. St. Augustine. Not yep, St. Yep. Augustine. Oh, St. Augustine. Depends how you want to pronounce it. But okay. um, um, St. Augustine's fine. Okay. And uh, we're known as the Saints. We just celebrated our 100th anniversary as wow. a school. We founded in 1922. Okay. And uh, I graduated there in 1983. In fact, next week, I'm celebrating my 40th uh, high school reunion. Wow. Well, here's my thought on this, if okay. I might add. Please. Uh, I can cut yeah, it out. If as we if go it's on in these instrumental years of high school, 10 years, 20 years, yeah. 30 years, it's interesting in me approaching my 40th year because I know, God willing, I stay alive for right. 10 more years. <laughs> right. I know there will be guys, and I say guys because it's an all boys sure. Catholic high school. There'll be men I will see at this reunion that I will not see 10 years from now. That's true. That is statistically. true. And so that is my true. goal when I go to this reunion is to meet every single person from my class okay. and have that conversation with them. Wow. Be mindful of that presence with them because life is short and you just never know who's going to be around, yeah. especially 10 years from now. Yeah, I remember. That's always the hardest part and the and the boards get bigger. The end memorandum That's boards right. get bigger and bigger. That's right. How many people were in your graduating class? Well, it was only 123, 123. I believe, if uh, back then. So yeah. it's a small school. Yeah. Um, but it's a very athletic-oriented school. Yeah, oh, yeah. You they know, we're just boys. Uh, you know, um, we didn't have girls to chase around a lot of times. Yes. So we kind of took out our frustration, so to speak, or event, you know, that kind of yeah. energy now, you know, on the field. Dumb question. Is it still an all-boys school? It's still an all-boys okay. Catholic high school. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. And um, you were a... A nerd and a self-professed Trekkie. I definitely were. I love Star Trek. <laughs> I still do, actually. You know. And, uh, now, how do you feel about I like the Kirk before episodes? Picard, by the way. Okay. If you want to ask right. me, Kirk, right. Kirk over Picard is my kind of guy. All right. you know, all right. What about the new, what's, who's the new guy? Don't they have a new series that just came uh, out? They probably do, yeah, but I, 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 I'm old I'm old Trekkie. You yeah. know? And uh, Beto, Khan! yeah, was... Khan! Uh, yeah, Khan! Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And Star Wars characters you were consumed? Of course. I was consumed with Star Wars. So that was, so what, 77, I think, the first Yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars was in 77. Yeah. I was still not in high school yet. But okay. uh, um, when I was in high school, they did come out in 1980 with Empire Strikes Back, which okay. is the second installment right. of that movie. So yeah. certainly we were all big big oh, into yeah, that, that back was, then. And uh, it was yeah. awesome. It was huge. So uh, I'm guessing, maybe incorrectly, that... Being yeah. a Trekkie and a Star Wars nerd, you didn't date much in high school? I did not date much at all. <laughs> no. Okay. Nope. So I can say I'm on, I did not. I'm on for that. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. In fact, I, I did eventually get to a prom. We had proms oh. at Saints, okay. by the way, and I had friends at Saints who had girlfriends. Okay. And, you know, date other girls from other oh, I'm, schools. I'm sure we had Our Lady of Peace. So, oh, okay. Know. So that was like your... Uh, all girls school. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. your companion uh, school. Right. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until after, actually, a year after I got out of high school that I actually went to the prom. Oh. Yeah, an underclassman okay. invited me back to be nice. their date at the prom. But other than that, wow, you know, I didn't go to, I didn't go on dates or go on things. I was more of a uh, a nerd and then a, 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 an, a, an athlete nerd or a running nerd. A running nerd. <laughs> Some might say one and the same. But one and the same. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you got confidence said, due to excelling in sports. Tell me about your track and field. How did it start? How did it start? Well, what, what made you, know, you start running? Yeah, St. Saint, Saint Augustine, and when you go there uh, and you've attended there, and a lot of the saints men who hear this will know this, that uh, because there's not other activities in the sense of, you know, going on dates and stuff, well, at least I didn't, um, 
sports was something that was kind of higher it's always a high regard in every school but there the one thing that was really a big deal at Saints was a letterman jacket okay you know you like you strive to wear that letter and I think yeah. partially because we they, they enforced this ugly sweater on us when we entered the school. Okay. You know, you had this ugly purple sweater. And, yeah, don't and say it, purple and ugly. My wife loves purple. Oh, no, no, I love purple, too. Okay, all right. You know, but, but the sweater but, itself. But the sweater gotcha. itself. Gotcha. And so, in a, you know, a combination of not liking the sweater, <laughs> but also this, this regard of having, a high regard of having a letter. Yeah. You know, there was nothing better than uh, getting on a varsity sport, serving on a varsity sport, doing the best you could, and then as usual on a Friday night, you had your sports banquet in high school. Yeah. The letter was issued at that time. Nice. And then you went right to the store, ordered your jacket, put <laughs> that letter on, so that Monday morning, you walk down that hall. And for no about 10 minutes. No more sweater. You're the, you're no more sweater. Right. <laughs> and for 10 more minutes, you're in the highest esteem by your, 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 your You're peers. the king. It's good to be the king. Exactly. So that, <laughs> what ended up happening is I wasn't very good. Like I said, I wasn't a very great athlete. So I tried out for football, got cut. Okay. <laughs> tried out for soccer, got cut. Okay. You know, and uh, track and field was the only sport that would take me. <laughs> Did they not cut or? Um, they did not cut. Okay. okay. Now, that was basically it. And, and, and interesting enough, the first day of practice, it didn't start off well because uh, the leaders of the team, in fact, at that And year, what year were you a freshman? This was 1970, 1980. Were you a freshman? Or I was a freshman. Okay. All I was right. a freshman. And the leaders of the team were in the middle of the circle and they're doing these static stretches. Yeah, which is yeah, back bad. then was kind of the way they right, did things. I remember. And we're all in a big circle. And we had big teams. We had 100 to 120 boys out. Holy cow. And that was big for, for back then. And it still is today. That's what I was going to say. That's a big team. It's now. a big team. And uh, they started, uh, you know, leading us to stretches. And they end with the jumping jacks. Okay. Well, you know, Tony, I couldn't even do a jumping jack. Oh, my goodness. I was so bad. And it was so obvious. that I, I was so uncoordinated. <laughs> they brought me out to the middle of the field no. circle. Yep. No. And said, now you're going to demonstrate a jumping oh, jack. Oh, my goodness. I had 120 <laughs> boys laughing at me hysterically. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a failure. Someone should have taught you how to do a jumping jack yeah. at some point. Yeah. No, I know. Exactly. <laughs> but if those boys knew that 15 years later, I'd be in the high school's Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, so it kind of started there. So bring that back during this reunion. Say, you know, yeah. are, you, are you in the Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember yeah. you made fun of me? My jumping jack? There you go. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and so that's like, how it started. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and, and what, what, what did you start at the mile-ish range? Well, no, I actually started with the 400. Distance? Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. That's a big change and my mile. biggest goal as a freshman in 1980 was to break 60 seconds in the quarter. That's still a good quarter yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I did it the last meet. I ran 59.8. Okay. As a freshman. <laughs> as a freshman. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but, you know, the irony is I ended up running four laps in under 60 seconds. That's uh, As a pure personal best. So yeah. I came a long way from those days of 1980. Now, did you did you still do the four hundred later, or, or did well, you transition into more distance? No, certainly. Yeah, um, you know, in track and field, uh, and anyone that's participated, it, it, one of the golden events in any track meets that four by four, four by four at the end, yep. right at the Heck very yeah. end of the meet. And uh, certainly, they you know, in high school and later in years, junior and senior, I was one of the relay legs. Okay, I was fast enough. Uh, by then, yeah. I was running fifty one, fifty two seconds nice. for the quarter. Yeah, well, not good enough to maybe. You know, be in the CIF finals, right? But right. certainly good enough to be on my team as one of the legs. Yeah. I know, and even in college, I ran into my relay legs, so I ran four hundreds to improve oh. your speed. You know, yeah. and did you also run? Now, 
Did they have the mile? They had the mile. Then. Oh they yes, uh, well it was sixteen hundred meters. Sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred okay. meters. And is that what they ran then? And they, and then my, and, and to this day they still do the same. Yeah, my my recollection was it was a mile back. Yeah. Then. Is that? No. No. I, I only, didn't, yeah. I didn't only run. certain I, I events. No. No. Maybe in your part of the country. Yeah. Uh, I can only speak for San Diego. Right. And, and I don't know why it's eight meters short of a mile, sixteen hundred meters. Mm. Sixteen hundred eight meters is a mile. Okay. I don't know why they just don't go ahead and do it. Maybe tracks were only right. back then accommodating four laps, and that's how yeah. they could do it. But mm. point is, you know, I, I started out with four hundred and then moved up to the eight hundred, and I was actually an eight hundred meter runner through my junior year. Eight hundred is the worst event. Oh, it's the hardest event. It on is. The track. That it and four hundred hurdles. But yes, uh, four hundred hurdles is tough. But the eight hundred yeah, yeah. because. Yes. The f the, and don't get me wrong. Don't. Everything you do, if you give it 100% is taxing. Course, but like a 400 course. is hard, but you know it's a sprint. It's it a 400 That's it. meter sprint, and That's you're right. all out the whole way. That's right. A mile, you you kind of pace and track and accelerate mm -hmm. and play the, you That's know. Right. And then the 800 is right in between where you, you almost have to sprint the whole 800, yep. but it's almost impossible to do it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, my son ran a little bit of 800, and he hated it. And yeah. I hated it. Yeah, I tried yeah. it one time. It's a very tough event, and you hit it right on the head. It's it, it's it's considered in the middle distance realm. Yes. But it, today, it's more like a, you're, you're on the higher, higher threshold and the higher anaerobic threshold, and you're holding on to that for two laps. You yeah, know? That's, yeah, that's tough. When you graduated, you got the Best Athlete Award? I did. Um, it was called the Golden uh, uh, Gold uh, Medal gold medal they called it but it's not nothing to the olympic but gold in, medal right, of right. athletics okay in, tr in track or all the sports well in all the sports okay. um now actually that year just to qualify it though we had another great swimmer uh robert clearly i can say yeah. his name and he was a great <laughs> swimmer um that was also my class okay so it was a cold cold cool. cold thing and i love that you know what? i, I mean, don't think anybody's going to research it i would just claim it yeah, okay. Okay. Because <laughs> you know what? He's somewhere, Sorry, Bob. He's somewhere claiming it. Yeah, it he's not mentioning he you. On a, <laughs> he's not mentioning you on a podcast somewhere. <laughs> no, no, probably not. I'm just trying no. to be fair and honest. No, but no, but I love I love the co-chair. I love the, the fact that gave me this as a cool award. Because back then, I remember, Bob deserves it. I don't know if Bob felt the same way about me, but right, I thought right. he deserved it. <laughs> right. Anyway, and so, uh, did I you guys talk about it? Was we there? never did. We okay. never did talk about it. Uh, we just accepted the award, and then we went, we went, we moved on in life, right. you know. And uh, I saw Bob, I think, at the ten-year reunion. Okay. I did go to. I, I went to his Hall of Fame ceremony. Okay. Which was a year after mine. After. Uh, yeah, ah. I, yeah. I was inducted it, a Bob. year before him. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> um, so I did see him there, and then of course I was very happy for him, and he did well yeah. deserved to be in the Hall of Fame as well. Nice, nice. All right, you know what? We're going to take a break, and we're going to talk a little bit about your home life, your marriage, how you met your wife, and Thank things you. that gone with that, and then we'll talk about your book. So if you guys hang on through the break, my guest, Paul Greer, author of Going the Distance Strategies from the Starting Line to the Finish Line and San Diego Sports Legend. And we are back. My guest, Paul Greer. He met his wife um, because they're both athletes. She ran turkey trots. She did. <laughs> she did. Yep. yep. Tell, me, tell me the story about the turkey trot. Okay. So it's a great story. So anyway, uh, we we met on Catholic Match. We're both uh, Roman Catholic as a faith. And uh, we met. If you had asked me 30 years prior, 20 years prior to meet my eventual wife, that would have met her on online over oh, a computer. Right. It would be right. just like it wasn't right. at all my traditional way of, of meeting gal right. and settling down. But nonetheless, um, it, it, what good thing about being online is it does 
established as long as you're honest and we were both were good on what our values were what right. we really were about and so you know when you go to meet a person they're going to be along the lines at least, right. at least you have a base as line. opposed to meeting them let's say at a bar and you just right. never know you right. know not that there's nothing wrong with that no, but it's no. just that happens so when we met, we met at the coffee house living room in the old town. Okay. And, uh, she, you know, we go back and forth and what we share about our backgrounds. And uh, and she had shared that she's a dancer. Okay. Um, uh, classical, not exotic. Just okay. I want to clarify that. Hey, either way. <laughs> <laughs> she said that, actually. Did you? That's funny. And I, and I thought that was that's, very funny when great. she said that that night. But anyway, uh, I went on to then say, well, you know, I did the sport of track and field. And. She wasn't uh, a traditional sports athlete. When okay. I say she's an athlete, she was an athlete in that she was a dance. She could dance. Dance is athletic. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it's uh, in a lot of ways a lot more athletic than yes. me. Yeah. I'm going to just tell you that. Yeah. And so, probably not as big a nerd. And, and not as big a nerd. No, okay. she's, she's a lot cooler <laughs> than I am. She's, she's going to love me saying that in the podcast. <laughs> and it's true. But uh, so anyway, uh, she asked, you know, I said, well, I do track and field, you know, when it was my turn to share my background. And she, and she knew enough. Although she didn't do traditional sports, to ask me what event it was, because okay. she had brothers and sisters who did track and field. Yeah, and I says, "Well, I did the mile." You know, and I, I say the mile, not sixty right, right, right. know what it is. Now, I see you didn't want to sound like a nerd. Yeah, like, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Right. I you say the mile, you sound kind of cool. Sixteen hundred meter. Yeah, we ran a sixteen hundred meter. Yeah, sixteen hundred meter. What is that? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when I said the mile, I then went on to say, "Well, I've actually broke the four minute mile barrier," which and, is astounding. Yeah, and she looked at me and she said. In a very nice Midwestern voice. Oh, that's so nice. Because she's from North Dakota. <laughs> she's channeling her mom. Okay. She's from North Dakota. Oh, that's so nice. And then she goes on to say, without hesitation, have you ever done a turkey trot? <laughs> and I said at the time, I says, no, I actually have not. And she says, well, you cannot be much of a runner. <laughs> In fact, I've done three turkey trots. Now, <laughs> and right then, Tony, I fell in love with now, her. Now, was she you know? tongue in cheek? Was no, she no, she, she was, was serious. She felt that a turkey trot she was very was, serious. Was more significant than and noteworthy than running on a four, four minute mile. mile. She had no idea what a sub four minute mile meant. Wow, she had no idea. And then later on, she thought about it, and she told her brother, who she was living with at the time. <laughs> Yeah, this is way too much information. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> okay, she author. Moved that's to, the problem then, with authors. They, they yeah. want to give you the whole backstory. Well, that's right. <laughs> then she moved to San Diego. And she happened to ask her brother that night after seeing me, uh, Eamon, what's a sub for a minute mile? <laughs> and and, and he, Eamon knew because right. he was a track and field right. guy. And right. he goes, uh, why? Yeah, rare and air. So that's she what it says, is. well, I just told him that, you know, he's not much of a runner because <laughs> he hasn't done a turkey trot. <laughs> But anyway, uh, the next day she called me and says, I apologize. And I go, you know what? No hey, apology necessary. No, I not. love that. That's awesome. I loved it. That is awesome. And you guys have been married 11, 11 years, years now. Yeah. 11 years. Okay. Been dating for 13. Okay. And uh, yeah, we just, uh, uh, we, have a, we have four very special words that we live by. Okay. Live your best life. All right. Is that and in your so, book? Uh, you know, no, but oh. uh, it should be. Your four words that you lead your life by, and you left it out of your book. Well, I'll tell you what is in my book. Okay. My three favorite words. I love you? No. Jo oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> Callie, my wife, I love you. Uh, but my three favorite words next to I love you. Okay. Just show up. 
That's those you know, are definitely a good. Show words. up in sports if you're an athlete. Show yeah. up in your marriage. Show, show up with your kids. Show yeah. up for your job. Yeah. Show up, and it's amazing what, what you can get out of life. Yeah, when you just show up. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Take that yeah. first step. If you show up, the rest will take care of itself. Because once you're here. And you start moving, and you start right. breathing, and you start being in the moment, and it's going to be great. Right. And that's yeah. what I tell the kids at school, too. And, and it's, ama- it's amazing how many opportunities I've had in my life when I just showed up. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I just went with it. I yep. trusted the process. Yep. And it happens. Spot on. Yeah. So, folks, just give you a little background on my end. I send out a little questionnaire. It's about a page and a half with some spaces to fill in. Just bullet points so we can have a conversation. But whenever I have an author on the show, I always end up with four pages coming back <laughs> with right. every detail that ever existed in the history of uh, details. I, I, yeah, what about so, that? <laughs> so, I had, I had to pare, pare some of this down. So, sure. uh, Some of the highlights uh, that you shared is you've run with the Bulls in Pamplona five times. Five times. I'm as crazy as I look. You know what? I was it, That was on my list to do for a while yeah. and, and now it's just not anymore. No. It's no. just not. So, what it, was the last time you did it? I did it back in uh, 2001 was okay. the last time. And to tell you the truth, I did it on my birthday the first time. Oh. And it was kind of a birthday kind of thing, right? right? It was a memorable birthday. And I did it the first time. And immediately when I started, here's how you run with the Bulls. Um, the way it works is that the, the Bulls start actually 200 yards away from where the first person is. Okay, so you have a 200-yard head start. You have a 200-head start. And... It, it, it sounds like a big bomb or bang in the city that goes off. It's in the city of Pamplona, a small town in Pamplona. They're basically accommodates about a million people. <laughs> wow. You know, in that week right, of the right. San Fermines Festival. But it's really fireworks that goes off. But it, it, it sounds like it's a bang. Right. And then the bulls are out of the corrals and they start. How many bulls? Uh, there's always six bulls. Six. Okay. And then, but there's five steers behind the bulls. So 11 total snorting A total beasts. 11 animals, beasts, yes. Okay. And you All don't right. want to get in the way of those uh, steers either. Yeah, no. As much as they're not aggressive, you don't want to get one over those things. Those things are heavy. Yeah. And they, they start up a hill, okay? And then at, when they get to the point where the, where, where the people are, the people start running. But this is the deal. When that big firework goes on, that big bang in the city, I would say about ninety percent of the people start running. Start running, <laughs> and it's not running with the bulls. It no. always it's it's running away from the bulls. Yeah, well, which sounds appealing. And to me. so here, yeah, and, well, that's true. <laughs> but the true running of the bulls, and check it out, audience, if you're going to do this or if you've done this, you understand. You wait for the bulls to come close to you, then you start running. Now you're really running with the bulls. So you know? how aggressive? How close were you to a bull? I, uh, the fifth and final time, I was incredibly close because I fell about uh, 30 meters before the first bull was coming. Okay, now, and what was going through your mind? Did you freak out? Did you, think uh, you were get what, trampled? What you're you... told to do is just protect your head. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, yeah, so I did that. Okay. I went right into instinct mode. Okay. I put I wrapped my, uh, my, my, you know, my arms around my head, right. and then I rolled to the side. Okay. And I did it very, very quickly. Yes, I would imagine. And the bulls luckily went by me. And then, as I got up, there's the steers. <laughs> Yikes. No. And so I had to get out of the steers, and I got out of the way. And was, was anybody, fine. like, when you did, was anybody hurt? Was anybody seriously well, hurt? How uh, well, often do people get okay, hurt? Okay, so here's the eerie thing about running with the bulls, okay? The firework goes off, that big bang in the right. city, as I told you. It takes an average of no incidents 
about two and a half minutes for the six bulls with five steers to go from one side of the city okay. to the through the bullring into the corrals of the bullring. Okay. Okay. However, and then when that happens, if there's no incidents and it's two and a half minutes, another fireworks goes off and there's another bang. So you know that the bulls, when another bang goes off and everything, right. everyone's been through. But the longer you don't hear that oh. bang, <laughs> yeah. the more incidents are happening in the streets. Now, when you say incidents, somebody getting stepped oh, on, gore, stepping on, wh- gore, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, what happens is, is that a lot of times is that a bull will get scared and it'll run away from the pack, mm. or, or steal away from the pack, gets yeah. its attention away, and then because it's scared, it starts pulling its horns down and starts going after you. You know, and that's where the steers come in. The steers come behind you, the bulls, and try to get the bulls to keep going. Ah, uh, so and they got little men too. You know what I mean? Are they yeah. little men or are they? Well, actual I should say little men, men, but next to the bulls, they're right. little okay. men. That's what I meant by that. <laughs> right. And then oh, here's another one, uh, Tony. I gotta tell you. So okay. it's a crazy, crazy event because then once the bulls and the steers get through the bullring, if you happen to get into the bullring, which I did one of those five times. Okay, it's just a, where you are in position of the street and right. how you end up. They close the bullring, and now you have about 10,000 people in the stands of the bullring. And they basically bring out little bulls, little baby <laughs> bulls. And these little baby bulls beat the hell out of you. So did you come in contact with any of the baby oh, bulls? Well, I almost did. And, and, and guys are getting their nose broken and everything. Wow. You know what I mean? The other thing about the running of the bulls is it's just one event of many events of the San Fermino's oh, the, festival. Oh, the festival. Here in our country, that's what we think about and associate yes, with. that's all, yeah. But it, it's really a celebration of life. It's and how, the, how long the, is it? Is it uh, a, it's one week. It's from one the, week? Uh, J- okay. J- July 7th through the July 14th. Okay. Uh, actually, the 6th through the 14th. The 6th is an opening ceremony type of thing, and the party starts on the and 6th. And then the running of the bulls is the closing of the it? The 7th, and, no, every day. Oh, every at day? 8 a.m., through the seventh through the fourteenth. Wow. Yeah. So uh, just cut, and I'll cut the story short. But basically, Boy, hey, too I late for that. yeah, yeah. But basically, <laughs> I ran every those five times because I had friends that came with me. Oh wow! Each of those times, and, and they didn't know what to do. Right. So I went in and joined them. Uh, a couple of the bullet points: you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I and did. Mount Whitney. And Mount Whitney. And you reached Mount. Kilimanjaro in 13 days. Mount Whitney and Mount Kilimanjaro oh, in 13 days, yeah. Apart. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, but I did it all in 13 days. And a couple other little things. You rode your bike from Berlin to Budapest. Berlin, that's kind of yep. cool. You were inducted into the St. Augustine. See, that's how I say it. Augustine. That's fine. That's how yeah, it is. St. Augustine is fine, yeah. In 1995. Yeah, I did. And you still hold the record at the San Diego State for yep. the 1,500 meters. I do. I did. 342.44. I do. Yep. It's amazing when you can document how many people have done something. They do that. 168th American to run a sub four minute mile. They did that. Tell yeah. that to Callie and her turkey trot. Well, there you go. I, 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 I guarantee it's more than 168 people did a turkey trot. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Exactly, exactly. And you know, uh, Tony, that's just the point of my time, right? Yeah. Uh, I did this on June 10th of 1989. Wow. You know what I mean? Now, today, yeah, there's going to be about 600 because yeah. people have done more. And actually, it's, it's interesting to talk about, but we, we maybe don't have time today. But these new shoes, uh, they got these new shoes now that are carbon-based. And is it the weight? And, yeah. So the support? It's the weight of the shoe. It's very light. Plus, it's also the way the shoe's designed. It's amazing. Technology is really... Swimming got this a few years ago with the wetsuits. 
Okay. Now track and field's getting it. And okay. so if you monitor track and field very closely, all records are getting broken. I huh. mean, we just had the world record of the marathon last Sunday. I saw that. Yeah, I two hours, that. 35 seconds. <laughs> That's bananas. Yeah, yeah. And he wore those shoes. He wore That's those type bananas. of shoes. And so, so what do these shoes do for me? Get it. Yeah. Well, what it's going to do is going to translate to faster times. Okay. So for a miler who's a maybe a four, 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 five miler, right. they're now a sub-form of a mile in those shoes. Wow. Does that make sense? It does. Whereas um, when I was running sub-four, quite, quite honest... You were running in bo- I was bare running feet in shoe- over broken glass. No, I was running in shoes uphill with light, track with against the wind. No, no, no. <laughs> it's still, but yeah, but it didn't have that much of a, an advantage. Yeah, it's a shoe that will make me run and walk with less pain and more comfort and more energy. I will buy it. Of course, of course. So, and these shoes are expensive. I mean, how expensive? Yeah, yeah. How much um, is a pair? Of I would say the cheapest is two hundred fifty dollars now for a pair know, of shoes. Yeah, for a pair of ten. Yeah, and they can go up to four, five hundred dollars. I would sell my foot for five hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not 500. But. but I know what you're saying, yeah. So, all right, yeah. so what we have to do is, and remember our motto here is ask not what Tony on the mic can do for you, but what you can do for Tony on the mic. Okay. And uh, find me a deal on these shoes. Okay. Nine and a half. Find okay. me a deal. All right. And you were the ninth fastest 1,500 meter runner in, 90, in 1991. Yeah. And, yeah. and then also in 92, you were Olympic trials qualifier. Now, I, I just want to ask about that. Did you... Did you think, hey, I'm going to the Olympics? Well, being the ninth fastest uh, in the country going into the Olympic trials, yeah. I, I thought I how would... Many, how many went? Uh, well, they only, they only take three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I would say uh, I wasn't a long, long shot. Right. But I would have been an upset if I would have made the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm still ninth fastest. Right. There's right. still six guys that are going right. to be bet, you know, yeah. technically on paper. Right. Any but, given right. any given day. Any given but any but that's it. I was just about to say that. Any yeah. given day, and that's what the Olympic trials is, right? You just never know how you're yeah. gonna feel that day and yep. everything else. And so yeah. uh you go into it thinking, you know what, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. win this today. You have to. You have, right. Right. I mean, you have if to. any athlete you ask any athlete, Oh, do you think you're gonna win? Yeah. And they say no, then why play? That's exactly right. You know, in it's yeah, no matter what the matchup is, no matter what the yeah. underdog is, you know, somebody asked David, think you're going to win against Goliath? And hey, exactly what right. happened? Exactly right. And 90% really is mental. Yeah, and, we're going to talk uh, about know, that in okay. your, your book. We're going to get yeah. to that. Um, all right, well, that's enough of your kudos and your okay. bull running and mountain climbing and all yeah. that jazz. Let's take one more break, then we're going to get back to your book. We're going to talk about what's in it, why did you write it, what was your inspiration, what do you hope becomes of this book, and then we're going to find out, obligatory question, what happens after you commit a capital crime and go to the electric chair. Okay. So we will be right back with Paul Greer for one last segment, author of Going the Distance Strategies from the Starting Line to the Finish Line. We are back. Paul Greer making all kinds of promises off the mic. We're going to see if he lives up to them. Let's start with my shoes. Okay. Give yep. me the deal, and then uh, then we'll move on to other things. I guess you hold a runner's camp. What do you call it? A runner's summit every every week, you said? Oh, yes. It's a, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I coach the San Diego Track Club, okay. which is the largest and oldest running club in San Diego. It was founded in 1954. And uh, we have weekly workouts on Tuesday nights. Um, we meet uh, this time of the year, starting next Tuesday, at University City High School. Okay, can anybody join? Anyone can join. Is it a membership? A- uh, it, there is a membership, okay. but we, we certainly welcome new members to come out and try it out. Okay, like I can go for free? You can go for free. Okay, for I'm fr- not going to run. But yeah, but we, we covered that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, anybody could go but try it out. Any long distance could try it out. And how would they find information on that? Uh, San Diego Track Club. 
sandiegotrackclub.org. Okay, sandiegotrackclub.org. That's org. good. Yep. Yeah, check it out. Yep. All you prospective runners, it's always nice. I, I'm very into coaching, very into athletics, yes. very into stuff like that. And it's always great to see something different, to see something new. Even if you hate it, even if you disagree That's with right. it, getting that base of knowledge, getting sure. that exposure is always great. You know, that we've come a long way from static stretching warm-ups that's and right. hurdler stretches that's before right. you run and to stuff like that. dynamic warm-up. Yeah, and, and, and that's, and it's funny because some old school coaches still, oh, yeah. you know, okay, hold, touch your toes yeah. for 30 seconds, yeah. hurdler stretch for 30 well, seconds. Well, isn't, isn't that the deal in sports, fitness, and everything else? Every, it's an ever-going and ongoing change yes. throughout, you know, and so yeah. it, it's incumbent of the coach or the yes. teacher to stay current, yes. Attend workshops, yes. These kind of things, yes. And Preach. You're always learning. Preach. You're always learning. You never, you. you never know everything. You know. You don't, and that's the thing. And right, you never know everything. And right. and if you can see something, it, a lot of things you should just try. That's right. You know, just try some things. Try that's different right. things. That's and right. That's, Tony, I will say one thing about the San Diego Track Club that I've I'm approaching the 39th year of coaching that club. Holy cow! Started in 1985, and next year will be my 39th year. Uh, over the years, I, I you know, and I worked with hundreds, perhaps thousands of athletes over the years. But the one thing that is uh, really stayed with me, yes, they come to fulfill their goals in running and get a right. workout and things. But at the end of the day, what I'm doing out there, or I'm at least trying to facilitate out there, is this community and friendship. Yeah. And if you think about even the athletes you coach in flag football oh, and everything else, it's all about bringing a group of girls or a group of people together, right. or, or in my case, a group of runners, yeah. and forming this community. Yes. And then from there, this friendship that comes out of it. Yeah. And, and, and that's really just what it's the, about. And motivation and, and inspiration. And, and you know, you're, you're running for the person next to you. And sure. you show up because they show up. And sure. that's why I take the classes. I take classes, fitness classes, because I know me and i'm not going to go out and run that's right. i'm not going to i would love to say and for 30 years i probably said oh next week you know no, <laughs> i'm going to start I but know. if i sign up for a class or if sure. i join a team or if i do whatever sure. then i'm then i'm going to commit sure. and so sure. the running club sounds like a well you know as a thing. professor at San Jose college i teach kinesiology yeah. and i share with students you know that i'm a running coach at the beginning you know but i'm also you know fitness you know I mean, right teaching fitness and uh i'll uh, Evidently, well, if someone come to me and say, "Coach, I hate running," that's me. And I'll say, and I'll say, you know what? That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Don't run, <laughs> but find something to get your fitness into. And the yeah. greatest motivation for for fitness or exercise is enjoyment. Yeah. Find your passion. Yes. Find your play. Find your joy, and then do that and do that consistently. Yeah, because no, your life will advice. be much more enriched because of it. Yeah, I, I, peop, I love. I hats off to people who like to run. Hats yeah, off of course. and run. But yeah. basketball, volleyball, biking, swimming, Whatever. hiking. Yeah. I mean, find something. Yeah, to exact, do. exactly. Yeah. Let's talk about this book. Of course, thank you. Okay, so if anybody wants to run, who's never run before, and they open your book, are they going to be overwhelmed? No, it's a perfect book for them. Perfect. Okay. Uh, yes, it is because it, it encompasses everything when it comes to running. Okay, now for, let me cut you off for a second. Okay, we'll no come problem. back to that. Okay, somebody who has run a great deal and has a lot of experience running, is this book beneficial to them? It is. It's beneficial for the beginner as well as even the uh, advanced and, and uh, runners. As okay, well. talk about the beginners. What, what, is it, what does it offer beginners? Well, I'll tell you what it offers. It's going to offer advice and breathing techniques. Okay, like what? Give me one. Um, what? 
the definition of a second wind, for example. What? Okay, that's yeah. a great. I don't know. Yeah, what yeah, yeah, it? yeah. So a second wind is when you're running, and through the the, the art of fitness. So running is a very sport specific activity. Yes. Okay. So if you want to be a better runner, you run. Right. Okay. Now, if you start out as a beginner and you never run, the first few ex workout days or whatever, you're going to kind of not breathe. Uh, you're going to breathe erratically. You know, that's where actually side stitches come from. Okay. I know that the misnomer is, or it's not, and it, it could be real, but people will say, well, you didn't eat within an hour. So that's why you get that. But really, it's more about the diaphragm. Okay. Right. And breathing irregularly. Okay. Right? As you get fitter, you develop that, that, that fitness, and then through that fitness, you can breathe more efficiently. Okay. This is the most elementary term I can tell. Sure, sure. And so if you breathe more efficiently, okay, you'll go through periods where you're going to not feel that great, and you're going to go through periods where you're going to be feeling good. Okay. Right? And at times, in, even in doing workouts and in races, you'll get that second burst of energy. And it's only through fitness you can get that. But it's that second wind. It's that extra uh, boost that you huh. receive. Okay. And, and that's so that comes that's from the diaphragm. And, and it comes from being able to breathe more efficiently. Now, how do you work with people to breathe more efficiently? Do you do, you do specific, like, breathing? Or do you well, exercise well, and breathe at the same time? Right, yeah. Or? Well, there's two areas that, uh, that, that will be discussed. It's either through your nose or through your mouth. Okay. And I will, uh, as if someone reads my book, will, will recognize I recommend both. Oh, okay. Okay, some people will breathe through the nose more efficiently. Some will breathe through the mouth. But really, in reality, we do, it all, we do both. We do both. Now, we, you do you, when you say both, you mean in like in through the nose, out through the yeah. mouth? You mean well, in through the mouth? Well, or in and out. Breathing in and out through, yeah. Oh, interesting. Or, right. Yeah, yeah. So, for something like that, that's one of the more common questions. Hey, do I breathe through my nose or breathe through my mouth? I say you do both. You know, okay. you know, so uh, running, that's a good, that's a good question. That's a particular running, beginner runner kind of question. Okay. I may not get as much from a more advanced runner, but then again, I'll go into more training principles like the definition of interval training or, or what to do with lactate threshold training or what's uh, maximum. Lactate, isn't that milk? No, lactate is, yeah, lactate really comes down to your uh, training velocity while you're uh, at a higher level. And so for most runners, they're gonna wanna, tr uh, when they're racing, when they're in a run, in a race, and they're, and they're getting equipped, and they're getting ready for it, and they're prepared for a race, a good 70, 80% of that race, they're gonna be at a high, higher heart rate, but they're gonna be able to sustain that higher heart rate due to the fact that they have done lactate threshold training. It's only toward the end that they get closer to what we call anaerobic which means without oxygen, right? right? How, how long does it take a typical runner to get to that state? Like well, it's going to depend on their pacing, right, okay. obviously, right? So yeah, that was, that's why I hate running, because my pace was always blistering fast. And, that, and that's, the, that, that's the art of running, yeah. is to be able to master that pace. And a lot of it is your own intuitive way of knowing that and practicing that through the running workouts and doing these different things. So your book has breathing tips and uh, uh, breathing tips, and nutritional, nutritional tips for tips. runners, and hydration, hydration. Give me, a, give me a hydration tip. Just well, drink water. Yeah. Well, yeah, drink water. But I'll, I'll, interesting enough, and I'll, yeah, I'll be I, a little, I hope you give me more than just drink water. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> there is a there's a condition called hypotrichemia, which means that you drink too much water. Oh. So what you want to do is you want to be able to have enough electrolytes out there. 
Okay. So interesting enough, no one's ever died in a marathon of dehydration. But there's always been a handful of people every year that die because they drink Wait, too much water. A handful of people die every year in marathons? Drinking too much water. Wait, wait. A f- handful of people die every year. This year, a handful of people oh, will yeah. die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at least, at least half a dozen, if not more. In marathons? Oh, yeah. And That's the reason, insanity. And the reason is, is they the, 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 the basically water out their electrolytes. Okay. Right? So if you go to any road race, they're going to have electrolyte drinks. Okay. Like Gatorade right, or Powerade, right, right. and then they're going to have water, right? And so you so, would recommend taking both mix, okay. and especially in a marathon, half marathon, I would say go to every single station and drink, of course, okay. but take water and electrolytes in the same station, okay? All right, huh. and drink that throughout the twenty-six stations until now, you finish. Now, does that apply to basketball, football, uh, soccer, other yes. stuff, start sports? Well, yes, but where I've seen hypotremia happen is let's say in fraternity parties. <laughs> where no, honestly, where at a fraternity they'll have someone just drink water over and over and over again, and they have cardiac arrest because of it. That's you know, I've seen that. Oh yeah, it's a real thing. You know what I mean? So don't so, drink water is what you're saying. No, <laughs> mix electrolytes with water. Okay. Yeah. That's so what, what about I'm these saying. like packs? No, drink water, but yeah. have electrolytes with water. Yeah, yeah. And fifty-fifty, you think, or ah, uh, yeah, more water than electrolytes, fine, okay. but just have electrolytes. Okay. So this is an example of hydration. Okay. Right. Um, and obviously you want to drink, and they're going to give you the average amount of cups of t- water you want to drink, eight cups of water a day right, and all right. that stuff. I drink way more than that. Yeah, well, and that's good. That's okay. good, yeah, yeah. And I don't want the audience to think, oh, stop drinking water because I could die from it. Right. No, you can drink it. <laughs> you got to talk. What happens is runners get really nervous, and so all they're doing is they're drinking and drinking and drinking yeah. and drinking, and that could be unsafe. And, this is the deal about life. A little bit of too much of something is going to be not good. Yeah. We're looking for balance in life, yeah. right? And, and and that includes fitness. We're looking for balance in fitness. See, I, yes. All right. And let me put that in a box and say yes, because I do yeah. think there are people who, and for whatever reason, some people admire them and hats off, and some people dedicate their life to this extreme training and this yeah. whole thing. And, and oh, okay. That's right. That, I mean, that's your choice, but right. I think that a more healthy approach not just Much physically healthy, but physically healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy. That's right. Let's get a little diversity. Yeah. You know. And with running, it's such a high, it's the highest impact activity. Yes. I, so, uh, you know, the more miles you put in and the more you beat yourself up over that, the more you're going to have problems later in life. And uh, you hear that, I just, I just had a hip replaced uh, oh, really? over a year ago. You know, now... I'm now not as much about exercise achievement as it once was all my life, mm-hmm. as I am more about health promotion. Now, is it hard for you? And that's not, just not my to, stage of life. Not to compete? No, 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 not at all. No, really? because uh, I went through a rigorous high school and Khalid. I was in a Division One program. Yeah, and we were the ninth best school in the country back then. San Diego yeah. State was a very good school, so we were facing and, the best and, and the best. Man, making the Olympic trials. Is yeah, bananas. and then, and I, then mean, I competed in Europe against the best athletes in I the world. Stop <laughs> I said bana- oh, what about bananas? Oh, well, bananas good? are good. Good for okay. potassium. Okay. Yeah. Would you recommend a banana when you run? I do. Uh, I think it's a good fruit to have before you go run. You know, it'll give oh, you before? Some, yeah, yeah okay. or after, but it's certainly yeah. a, a banana is not bad to have. No, it's good. Uh, let's see. See, I have trouble. Just for example, last night we had a flag football game. Sure. We won 21-0, by the way. Congratulations. But, um, 
one of the coaches challenged one of the players. Yeah. And the coach is an old, a little older. He's in his 30s. I think he's 30, 30-ish. And the runner is a teenage, you know, senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And so they were talking back and forth. And I got to tell you, I'm 60 years old. I've had two knee replacements. I tweaked my back. And I still was ready to race. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, you and, still have it in you. I it, agree. Yeah. It, but it 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 cooler heads prevailed. I was smart. If I'd raced, yeah. I would have pulled something. I would have fell down. Exactly. I would have broken something. It exactly. would not have been pretty. Exactly. Uh, so I have to. I yeah. have to pay. Well, I will admit, I don't run anymore. I find, I find no, not at all. I find my fitness. Uh, doing an elliptical. I walk. Okay. Walk is the most preferred activity in the country. Yeah. As far as a fitness activity, well, walking is great. And the only reason why I don't run it anymore is I got one hip replaced. I don't want the other one replaced. Yeah. I'm trying to save the other hip, right? Save the and, hip. And there's other ways, as I mentioned before in this podcast, to get your fitness. Yeah. You know? And Watch so, do I work out six or seven days a week? Am I on the bike? Am I on the elliptical? Am I walking? Yes. Now, I'm when you not say walking, are you aggressively walking? No. Uh, I, I walk a pretty good pace. Good but, okay. but, but not race. No, I'm not race not walker. Race walking. I'm okay. not race walking. Oh. But I walk three miles a day. Which is yeah. good. It says tips for taking your workout to the next level. Give me one tip to go to the next level. Uh, tips to, uh, to get to the next Assume level. Assume I'm a supreme athlete. Um, <laughs> I would say that the one to get to the next level is what I mentioned before. Uh, uh, lactate threshold training. What, what, or what otherwise uh, what our audience who are runners know as tempo running. Tempo. Tempo running. Okay. T-E-M-P-O. Tempo. Okay. Tempo. Uh, yeah. Okay. Tempo. And what that basically is, in a nutshell, is to run at least 20 minutes, if not longer, the more seasoned runner can run longer, at about 75 to 85% of what their maximum heart rate is. So let me break it down. Let's say someone who's 20 years old, and we use that equation, which I really don't like, but we're using it for these purposes, the 220 minus your age. Right, thing, right, right, right. It's right. maximum heart rate. It right. really isn't, but yeah, yeah. but it gives the American public a, a gauge to work out, easy for to work out. Well, someone who's twenty, that should be about one forty to one sixty beats per minute, and if you can sustain that for about twenty minutes to an hour, all right, what you're doing is you're adapting your body to what you're going to experience in a race. Training is all about adapting your body to what you're going to prepare it to do. And everything, including running, right? So if you do that once a week, it's going to get you stronger. You can work off a of strength to get faster, but not necessarily work off a of speed to get faster. Right, speed right, has a play saying. in it, of course. Right. I do recommend my athletes doing strides once a week, of course. Strive? Not, strides. Strides, strides like okay, a 100-meter yeah, yeah. right, right, right. sprints. But I recommend once a week doing these tempo runnings or lactate tissues where you sustain your heart rate at a higher rate and hold on to it. For a longer sustain period. it for a longer period of time because that's what you're going to meet in a race. That's a simulating a yeah. race more yeah. than yeah. intervals, for example, where you stop and go all the time. There's a place for it, right? but it's not going to be taking you to the next level as a, a tempo level. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does indeed. It does. It does indeed. So, so that would um, be an example. Give me an example of a tip for training. Tip for training? No, it, skip that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, I can give, give me you any a, tip for training. Yeah. Give me a race day performance tip. A race day performance trip. Um, I would always aim at going faster your second half of the race than your first half. Okay. The one mistake that runners will make is they go out too fast. That was my mistake. And then they hold on, and they hold on just for dear life. 
Yeah. And that's not the best way to get your personal best. Now, you have to have someone helping you. Or, I mean, I guess with watches and everything, you can time yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's and nice you to might, have somebody And you saying, might want to go out maybe at about 10% slower than what you would normally would in your race pace. Right. And hold on to that second half of the race. So in a 10K, run your last three miles. Try to aim. This is right. your goal, at right, least. Right. To run your last three miles overall faster than your first three miles. Which you can do because you've done your lactose right. tolerance training. There you go because you're doing your lactate tolerance training. You can with that kind of strength training yeah. that's what I'm talking about what and about? it builds your self esteem nothing's worse later in, oh. in the race to be dying or yeah, to be really hanging on right, and right. people are passing you yeah. how about you pass them how about you pass more people in the second half of a race than the first half of a race yeah no that's good especially for distance running exactly like in a 100 meter that's not going to work no yeah. <laughs> no it won't no it won't uh, what about weight training? Do you advocate of weight course, training? Of course, I definitely advocate weight training. But I also could recommend, if you don't have the access to weight rooms, to use your body weight. Nothing wrong with push-ups. Nothing wrong with pull-ups. Nothing wrong with using kettlebells. Pull-ups pull are hard. Pull-ups are hard. But you're lifting your own weight of your body. Yeah. is also good for the distance runner. Because remember, we're, 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 we're centering on the distance runner here. Right, right. Now, if it's going to be in the weight room, I would emphasize the hamstrings, the quadriceps, the gastrocnemius. But That's calves. Yeah, folks. the calves, See exactly. That? Huh? Oh, there you huh? go. Oh, good okay. job, Tony. I can tell you're a great coach. That's right. I know that. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a myth or, or a longstanding tale of you don't want to do weight training because you'll get bulky muscles right. and then your muscles will be vulnerable during a race. How sure. Did, how does that? So there's a couple of ways to lift weights, as you know, Tony. All right. There is we want to build muscle. Yeah. So you want to be doing multiple sets of something. With about 80 to 90% of your maximum weight, okay. and you're lifting, let's say, eight reps. Okay. Right? That's an example. Sure, eight, so I, eight to 10. Oh, yeah, so back, I yeah. teach weight training every semester to okay. my college students. All right. I'll have guys on the guys that want to build their chest. Yes. You know? And so they're going to be in the bench press, and they're going to be at least on that bench press two sets, three sets, yeah. doing eight reps yeah. at about 80, 85% right. of their max. You know what I mean? With yeah. that last rep and that eight right. rep, they're. You know, and then there is aerobic weightlifting, and yeah, that's what on. I recommend. Let's talk about, let's talk about okay, failure for a minute. Yeah, of course, please. How often in weight training is very easy. Well, it's not easy. Lot, right. I'd say ninety percent of people never have worked to failure. Right. Never. Right. They work till they're tired and they stop. That's true. And Good working point. to failure in a weight room, on a machine, on freeways, whatever, is easy to define because you simply can't lift it. That's right. It stops. Is That's there right. a is there a similar phenomenon in running? Yes. Or? Yes. Okay, what, 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 uh, I, it would be that, I, and I always have it this way. And when I prescribe my workouts on Tuesday nights at the San Diego Track Club, I always tell them on the last interval, okay, you don't you run so you could. If I was to ask for one more, you could do it. You okay? could do it. You could do it. Okay. You always don't want to leave your race on the track per se. Okay. All right. So. There is a phenomena that you, you do too much that you leave your last interval right. where it impacts your next performance. Okay. So in those kind of cases, you always want to leave something left. Yeah. Even if you're working really hard, and it's a hard session so that you touch, can come back. And if I was to ask, not that I'm going to. Right, right. You could do it. I inevitably, there's always people that says, I can't. I've done too much. And so in running, it, it, that's the phenomenon. It's just too much. Mm -hmm. Or they run too hard, and, and then, then they can't run that last mile. Or they don't run it to the same intensity. 
You know what I mean? And that yeah. can happen. Same similar analogy than the weight room, right? Can't do that last rep. Right. Can't run that last mile. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Pushing pushing to failure is I think it's liberating. Yeah. I think it's a great Sure. Now, full disclosure, I don't know that I've ever done it running. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get it. I've done it in a lot of weights and I've done it swimming for sure where I thought I was gonna drown. Yeah. And oh no! I think it's good. I think it's good to push the barriers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because then it's that's the opportunity for growth. Yes, that's an opportunity to yes. understand yourself better and what you are have limitations are, and isn't it knowledge is power here? You're going to learn more yes. about yourself. It's all about learning about yourself. Yes, yes, yes. And then the more you know about yourself and what you're capable of doing, what your abilities are, and what you're not capable of doing, the better you're going to be prepared in anything you do, especially including running. Yeah. So. When did you decide you were going to write a book? I decided to uh, doing COVID. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You had written articles. I've written articles for or San tips uh, for Sign On San Diego, right. and I did that from 2003 to 2010. Okay. And then it was picked up again by another online platform, yeah. San Diego Newsroom, and I did that for three more years. So I had I had a stable of these tips that I've already written and everything. And what I did is I decided to use a new angle, which was one tip per page. Uh, not that all the running books are great and they have chapters on lactate threshold training or right, right. Cha a chapter on, uh, you know, um, you know, injury prevention or injury treatment. Those are great things. But what I wanted to do is I wanted the reader to, to take a book and if they wanted to go to a particular topic in running, and believe me, I got 250 of these tips. Okay. Okay. That they could just go to that page in the book, read that one page where that tip is. And get a good idea of what they need to oh, do, what or what's about. Do. And if they need to research it more, then there's plenty of resources out there right. to get more right. information. So I'm kind of teasing the reader to learn more about it, or they could just read it from page one to page 250. Okay. Now, you know I mean? so for example, I'm an aspiring runner. Of course. Pop the book open today. I'm gonna spin to page 43. Okay. And I open page 43, and is it? that type of book if, if I'm a like a fairly serious runner and I want to learn how to randomly maximize whatever I'm doing whether it be hill training hill training interval training tempo running, running. Yeah. so and then I next day I do 197 and it's about hydration and the next day I do 162 I mean yeah. is it could it be used definitely as that kind of a random tip, uh, like a like bet. a daily affirmation. Like yes, you wake up. It, 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 great, thanks, Tony, and uh, give me a great idea. That's just to promote it that way. Yeah, and you're 100 percent right. Yeah, uh, there's no question about it. You can use it that way, or you can just take a particular page and from you have the a table book, of contents. I assume. Oh, of course. That, yeah, yeah and it has that. Gosh, exactly. 250 tab tabs, or is it like 10 on breathing, 20 on nutrition? Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. It's, okay. it's all different kinds of numbers, and okay. uh, I mean tips to per uh, thing you know yeah so, so and, and i talk a lot about visualization i even give what i do on these tips I'm too is i give yeah uh, you know i'm big on that too but uh, what i did a lot with these tips and what uh, my a lot of what i was doing the last three years since covid is i was trying to include some of my own experiences as a coach and as an athlete okay so for example when it came to visualization i talked a little bit not, it didn't consume the tip, but I talked a little bit about how what I used in visualization to prepare myself to break the four-minute mile. Yeah. Every single day, Tony, for eight straight years, I had on a piece of paper 359 in the mile. 
and I had to split 60, 60, 60, 59. And I put that piece of paper on my bathroom mirror every day. Nice. And I looked at that as I was brushing my teeth or whatever else. And then I also spent anywhere from a minute to two minutes every day of my life visualizing breaking the four-minute mile. Not one day in those eight years did I ever run four flat in my mind. I ran 359 Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I recognize in breaking that barrier, I could physically maybe do it, but I had to believe mentally to do it. Yeah, I'm a so big, there's an big example where yeah. I fitted in a little bit of my personal experience with teaching a lesson or teaching a tip right. about, let's say, for example, this. Well, and hopefully that'll work to people they can find their own. Like with me, it's funny right. you should say that. I turned 60 ooh, about three weeks ago. My goal was to weigh 189.9. Okay. Okay. That was my goal to be under 190. There you go. And that was my thing to break that threshold. And I and I talked about it. And I did. Yep. And th and this is, I mean, my at my highest, I was about 235, 240. Yep. So, I mean, I look great right now. Yep. Look at me. So. No, no, you look great. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah, you do. But um, so yeah. And I did that, and and I used that every time I went. Like if I'd go out and was tempted to go to the fast food. Or if I did give in and go to a fast food, you order mm -hmm. accordingly. Like, okay, are you the kind of person who is going to just order a bunch of food and supersize and this and that? Or are you just going to get like a chicken sandwich because you're in a hurry and you don't have time to eat? And I talked myself into being that kind of person. The kind That's of person perfect. that would one 189.9. That's right. So birthday rolls around. Yep. Strip down. Take off the shirt. Get on the scale. Yep. 190.0. Oh, I know. <laughs> ah, That's okay, though. No, you it is. You bounce it back is. and you do it, it again. Is. Yeah. And, and it's... Yeah. But... I feel good at this weight, so I think good. as long as I'm between like 187 and 192, you exactly. You know, keeping that window, because there was a long time where I didn't think it was possible. My goal was to have the first number on the scale be a one. Yeah. You know, 199.9. Exactly. Once I hit that, yeah, and then yeah, and then yeah, I hit yeah. that, exactly. and then it was now yeah. it's 189.9. Yeah. Right. And Tony, you speak on something very very important. It applies to the runner, and it applies to everybody that's listening and anything about life and sport. Goal setting. Yes. Goal setting is so important. You have to put it out there. And I actually recommend, I go one step further like I did with the self a mile deal. Write it down. Yeah. It makes it real. It yes. makes it tangible. How many times are you in a party and go, oh, yeah, I'll run a marathon, you know? And, right. and, and, you know but it's <laughs> Me, just never. Word. But I it's know a lot word, of people do. It's just words. <laughs> right. But you write it down and it makes it real and you look at it every day. Yeah. You start to internalize it and that internalization turns into belief. Yep. Yep. And we believe Preach. we achieve. Is this in your book? It is. Nice. It is. That's all. That's awesome. That's yeah. I I believe that I believe visualization. I believe speaking things into existence. I believe you know Exactly. You know, you gotta and create all it. this is in the book. You gotta create it. Gotta create and it. and that's a good example of someone it, that is a seasoned runner could get out of that. Yeah. And also a beginner runner can get yeah. out of the same message. Yep. Different different and it's okay. Your goal can be different. Like, oh yeah. You're not coming out of the gate trying to run a so no, four minute mile. No, absolutely not. Right. Maybe you just want to break eight minutes in a mile. Right. Or maybe you just I'd want love to be to break eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you just want to be able to walk the Camino de Santiago yeah. in Spain. Or there you go. whatever it might be. Yeah. Um make it real. Yeah. I like it. All right. We are winding down. I will say one of my last tip. You didn't hear me say winding down. Oh, no, you didn't. I'm no. just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, I, I did, uh, I couldn't help myself. Um, and as we get older, Tony, and you and I are in the same boat here, we get a little more philosophical. Yeah. But yes. I'll tell you, I, I did leave room for one last tip that had nothing really much to do about running, but about life. Oh. I think we're called for two things in this life, Tony. Okay. We're called to love and we're called to serve others. 
Like and it. so we take those gifts that have been bestowed on us, and then we share those gifts with the world around us. And we need more of that. Absolutely. Right? Especially in this weary world that we're in right now. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. I'm, I'm glad I didn't cut you off. I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> it would have been okay. I, uh, no, I think that's important. Yeah. But now I'm cutting you off. Okay, got Now it. you're done. You got All right. it. Uh, <laughs> you have been convicted of a yeah. capital crime. Sure. You are sentenced to death by the electric chair, which actually is a lethal injection, but uh, electric okay. chair sounds cool. Yeah, right? yeah. You have one movie that you can watch. You have one meal to eat while you watch that movie. And then you have one song to put in your headphones as they play you off. What is your movie? Okay, my movie would be uh, probably West Side Story. That I'm is a big musical awesome. fan. Me too. That's probably, if in any given conversation, that's one of my all-time favorite Yeah, movies. I just love it. I love okay. it. Old version or new version or both? Uh, definitely old, but I yeah. enjoyed the new. Yeah, I did do but too. But definitely, definitely yeah. the old. Natalie um, Wood. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean. Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, and she was in the new one. Yeah, I know. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> That yeah, was yeah. great. Yeah. Great movie, great yeah. story, great singing, great dancing, great Jewel Robbins, Jewel Robbins yes. behind that. Yes, and, uh, fantastic, just, unbelievable. All right, well, we, we may watch the same movie, but yeah, uh, yeah. what are you so, going to eat while you're eating, while you're watching? Uh, you know, I, I I'm a big uh, Thanksgiving guy, okay. so I think I'm going to have uh, stuffing, turkey, um, uh, um, gravy, of course, of course. Uh, potatoes. Um, you know, maybe uh, corn with that. Yeah. Just have a good, Man, nice Thanksgiving dude, meal. Dude, you're, you're channeling me. We're uh, we're uh, electric chair soulmates. Because yeah. that's <laughs> that's a great choice that yeah. nobody has said. Just Gotta a, a well. traditional, uh, well traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Any dessert? Uh, you know, I was brought up, believe it or not, with uh, uh, English trifle. <laughs> wait, wait, Jello pudding. Uh, well, actually, what it is is it's a it's a kind of a pastry kind of thing and then okay. under it is cream and a, a jelly yeah you're right it's a jelly it's a, a strawberry jelly that I would put out with okay because my mom another, used to make a trifle yeah. with uh, and jello it, and then pudding yeah. and then in the, yeah. there'd be fruit in the jello exactly then pudding and then whipped cream we're talking the same way yeah wow but my my trifle okay. had rum in it oh so a little rum on that ours probably did too my do, mom was yeah. an alcoholic and I, no I, I'm just kidding <laughs> And then we have peaches. I had oh. peaches for mine. And sliced in? Yeah, sliced in. We had sliced bananas usually. Dessert. Usually it was bananas. Yeah. So it was a fruit that we So I'd, I'd leave room for my Thanksgiving meal to have that trifle because it'd be my last trifle. meal. So yep. I don't, I can't. Yeah. Gotta have dessert. Well, you, you know what the bummer is? I couldn't have leftovers. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll take care of your leftovers for you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. You are completely satiated. You have been moved to tears watching them carry Tony off and Maria. Yeah. yeah. Threatening everyone. Yeah. Is there enough bullets for everyone and yes. one left for me? Yes, exactly. Uh, and you've had somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. You know, it's funny. My parents' <laughs> wedding song was "There's a Place for Us." Oh, there you go. My side story. There yeah, it's a, a beautiful song. Yeah. And so, in your headphones now. Yep. You're strapped in. What are they going to plug in and play for you? None other than Led Zeppelin, Rambo on Zeppelin Three. Now, you ready for this? Rambo on. That's a departure from what you sent on the questionnaire i did i, I think i said 10 years gone you did and and i will say this 10 years gone is my favorite zeppelin song okay so i, I got a caveat that okay but now i'm thinking god that kind of fits i'm rambling on okay <laughs> but 10 years gone yeah now we'll go yeah. rambling on you know what could i have both no nope. one song uh all right you know what i'm gonna change it 10 years gone 10 years gone i love that song all right i love that song 10 it's, years uh, gone see and that's the fun it to me anyway the fun thing yeah. about everybody else 
I'm a, I'm a nut, Jay, nutcase. But yeah, <laughs> the no, fun I thing about it. the question is, is it really, it's where you are right now. Like exactly. if I asked you this question in six months or a year or clearly a week ago when you sent it in exactly. to now, you know, it's just a snapshot oh, no. of where you are right now. I changed Rambo on to yeah, ten, exactly. uh, from 10 years gone. Yeah, exactly. and that happens all the time. You'd yeah. be surprised how, yeah. how often that happens. Exactly. Which is great. I will tell you this though. Okay. I won't change Zeppelin. Okay. Zeppelin right. is going to be my band. Be it Zeppelin. might be another song, okay, but it'll be right. Zeppelin. <laughs> all right. That's fair. The movie might go to Godfather, though. I don't oh, know. All I right. love Godfather. Godfather? No, that's you up there. like a little Godfather. No, I'm, I'm West Side Story. Yeah, I am uh, too. I am too. Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kids. Oh, another yeah. one of the classics that, I, classic, yeah. that I go back to. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. Give me one more time your website where they can find your information and yes. the name of the book. Okay, the name of the book is Going the Distance. Uh, strategies from the starting line to the finish line. And you can get my book on CoachPaulGreer.com. CoachPaulGreer.com. CoachPaulGreer.com, and the book will be available there. You can order it from there. Okay. And uh, I also have information about my um, release party, okay. as well as uh, other um, times I'll be out um, promoting the promoting book. Promoting the book. So, and also SanDiegoTrackClub.org. .org. Yep. Yeah, and, and come down to my it. workouts, uh, yeah. and it's free. First so. one's free if they mention Tony on the mic? Oh. It'll be free whether you they use your yeah, name or not. Yeah, yeah, but, no, no, uh, Tony on the mic. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Since you use your name, yes. I'll give them two free ones. Two. Bonus free. Go. Bonus if free. If you Tony on the mic. <laughs> so go down, tell them Tony on the mic sent you, and yeah, take yeah. a free, and then a second free, right. invaluable running That's class right. from San Diego Track Club dot org. Yeah, San Diego Track Club dot org. Perfect. And I'm going to end with you, Tony, with my saying that I say after every single workout for the okay. last 39 years. Wow. May God bless us all on this journey, this beautiful journey we call life. I like it. Prince once said, "Electric word, life. It means forever, and that's a mighty long time." There we go. But I'm here to tell you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a big right. Prince fan. Me too. As yep. a, I have a little Prince thing up there. Yeah, yeah. We gotta hang out and have a beer. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, man. Thank you so much for coming thank in. You. We're gonna we're gonna wind it down here. Check out the book "Going the Distance." If you're a runner, even if you're not a runner, check it out. It has a lot of life tips, a lot of things that'll inspire you. Also, check out the San Diego Running Club if you are a runner of any kind, and uh, and just build your community, build your running community, and say tell Paul Greer that Tony said hey. Amen. Tony in the Mesa, the Mesa. Outro. 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 And that's going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. You can find more episodes at TonyOnTheMic.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the TikToks. All those platforms are being slowly filled with quality entertainment product. Also, you can reach out to the show if you have a guest idea. And we're also looking for sponsors and supporters. So check us out at Patreon as well. Thanks for listening to Tony on the Mic. 